Welcome. To Arcade Audio. episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. Do you know how to fix toilets? Do you know how to fix refrigerators? Do you know how to fix everything that's in my house? Well, give me a call, because right now, you're going to be in high demand. <sighs> I would disagree with you. I think I've done a pretty good job of fixing all of the things. The fridge is not making that noise anymore. Sure, but it's not necessarily fixed. Well, yeah, it's fixed. It was just too cold. Did you know that a fridge could get too cold? I should it have. Can. So my grandfather was like a refrigerator repairman for like my entire life. That's true. Yeah. You are terrible. He didn't, talk, he didn't like talk about it. He didn't talk about anything. Yeah, he talked to me. He asked you for a hot dog. And I brought and it to him. And you got it for him. And he was enamored That's with me. That's why he was fine with you being Jewish. I hope you choke on that water. He didn't know. It's okay. <laughs> June 1st, 2023. If you're new here, uh, we talk about our lives. And Mullet's an asshole. And that's part of life. And then we talk about the movie that we watched for the week from our massive movie collection. And I uh, apologize if I'm a little, you know, ornery and stressed up front. But yes, we... Had somebody come out and take a look at our toilet. Uh, That's our... clogging for no reason. If it's not an actual clog, we don't know. Our fridge was making a really loud humming noise. We are in the process of getting a new roof, in the process of getting a new fence because of the hailstorm that we had. Fun, 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 fun. This not. is adulting. It sucks. Every time like I'm talking about like, oh, how great it is to own a house, and everyone that. I know that doesn't own a house. They're like, man, fuck that. These are those. These are their. These mo. The, 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 the. Yes. These are those moments that yes. they are referring to. It is. Yep. When I have to worry about all of a sudden, instead of just like going to the office or calling my landlord. Being yeah, like, but to be honest, can you fix this? To be honest, though, like th- they don't do shit when you like rent an apartment and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, the cockpit had so many problems. Well, at a certain point, that place was you know uninhabitable. No return. I'm sh- like I would love so. Can we do this? We've been talking about make, taking a Gainesville trip for a while, right? Yeah. I would love to. That's fucking weird. I know exactly what you're gonna say. Go it's fucking weird to Greenwich Green and just go up that door and knock and be like, "Hi, we lived here for 15, 15 years ago. <laughs> uh, I'm old enough to be your father. Uh, can Let I me just, look around. Can I just like I'm just curious. Like, what's the old place like? Is that weird? It's so weird. It is weird. Especially because we're almost 40. Especially because I'm going I'm to knock and then like some like 19-year-old girl and like, like Sophie's is going to answer the door and she'll be like, get the fuck away from me, you old fucking man. Yep, exactly. But yeah, that's a, I, I, will, I am literally old enough 
yeah. to be yeah. a college student's father. I mean, granted, I would have to make like a big mistake in high school still, but those days are going by. Yeah. Like, somebody that's starting college in August is born at the latest in 1823, in 2005. Correct? Yeah, 2005. Yeah. You would have been 18. 18, yeah, I would have been, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I could have conceived somebody in that room. <laughs> no. I hope not. No, 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 yeah, no. There's only one... It better be one. Well, not in that, not in that apartment. It was just you, but there was only one. Yeah, person. I'm aware. <laughs> I'm well aware but of I mean, the like, dynamic. Maybe you should just stop talking about it. Why don't you do that? Why don't so. you just stop? <laughs> if you don't shut your goddamn mouth, I'm going to punch to you it. in it. <laughs> you better get your mind right before I fuck your brains out. <laughs> Through your ass. Shout out to Tim Keck for a sketch we couldn't do anymore. Uh, speaking of Tim's and Sketch, so we haven't watched any movies. <laughs> yes, we uh, have. Well, we watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 for the third time. And we watched a movie. We watched Ant-Man. Oh, fuck. <laughs> but you I think what? that's appropriate. Not convinced I did. <laughs> Not convinced I did. Yeah, we watched Ant-Man a couple days ago. The fact that I remembered that we did it, though... That's a testament. What a boring crock of shit that was. Uh, and it had so much potential. It had so much potential. Yeah, I... And instead they focused on Michelle Pfeiffer. About halfway through... Oh, hey, go easy on Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, about halfway through, I was just like, I'm just going to get some stuff done on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> like, not paying attention. You pulled attention. a Samantha. Oh, yeah, I was flat that's out. That's how... That's how engaged, engaged you were. Not engaged. Not yeah. engaged at all. Yeah. But watched it. It was whatever... Uh, what I was referring to before that was it was a, a big week for TV in the Mullet household. Despite Don't the even. Fact, I'm going to start crying. Um, so uh, next week's episode, we'll have two movies to report on because we're going to go to a double feature this weekend. Excited for that. But uh, sun, uh, this past Sunday was the Barry series finale. And then uh, Tuesday, basically Wednesday morning. Oh. Basically throwing my entire rest of my week off because of how tired I've been since us having to stay up till one thirty in the morning as well, opposed to... We also did that on Monday, too. Right, yeah. We just we, we, we had my mom over for uh, a late Mother's Day celebration, and we proceeded to just stay up late and play games and try to enjoy with ourselves. With each other, yeah. Yeah, with, like, with each other. Um, and had like a big busy weekend of going and selling some of our uh, movies that we've watched for the show we don't want anymore, selling some books, going to the mall, having a grand old time. Seen Guardians, like I mentioned. Um, but what I was getting to was we watched the Ted Lasso series, quote-unquote, finale. Oh. And uh, the thing I was first referencing to was uh, the third season of I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson premiered on Netflix, which I still have one episode to finish. So it was a busy viewing week for us. Uh, we're not going to get into the details and avoid any spoilers for any of those things. I will just say... Uh, one of those things made me cry heavily. One of those things made me a little underwhelmed. And one of those things I'm already quoting via text messages. <laughs> Ad nauseum. <laughs> and I look forward to showing you a couple of... Oh, God, um, I don't want to so, see them. Oh, you're going to see them because I I'm going to play them all the time. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, yeah, so that, those are my, uh, the summary of my thoughts. Do you have anything you'd like to add? No. 
Okay. Yeah, I think it's fair. It's, it's too fresh, too raw for people. No, I, I really, I, I can't even think about it. Maybe we'll get into it more in a, in a couple weeks. And I can't, yeah. I, like. Yeah. I still want to do a potential Ted Lasso draft for the blank slate. Yeah, we can. I don't know when we would do that. Um, and also we have a lot of people that I know would want to, like, Tope's about halfway done with this current season. Um we want Steve Nolly involved. Obviously, you know, Rich will want to be involved. So, yeah. So we'll figure it all out when the time comes. But until then, let's talk about the movie we watched for today. Our random movie uh, taken off of our spreadsheet. Uh, the movie is Before the Devil Knows You're Dead. And I will read the box right now. Directed by Sidney Lumet. Loyalty. It's all relative. I don't have to read all the names, ah, right? I see what they did there. No, you don't have to read all the names. About the yawn and cough and fever. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you are. <sighs> okay. And the good thing about seizing your yawning is your eyes are closed, so I can't like look ahead and figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like that would help. A dynamite film that ranks with the year's best, says Peter Travers' Rolling Stone. Master filmmaker Sidney Lumet, The Verdict, Dog Day Afternoon, Serpico, scores big with this absorbing suspense thriller. Oscar winner Philip Seymour Hoffman is Andy, an overextended payroll executive who lures his younger brother, Hank, Ethan Hawke, into a larcenous scheme. The pair will rob a suburban mom-and-pop jewelry store that appears to be the quintessential easy target. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. I, it's, I made like a whistle noise. I, know. You, I don't I know what I still said the was, word right. But it was, like, I don't know, you like went, like, cool with. I, I don't know. Quintessential. But I still said the word correct. No, you just Fine. said I could count it, Fine, so whatever. don't take it back. The problem is the store owners are Andy and ha- Hank's real... Come on, now I'm all frazzled because you had to fucking... I didn't do... You're the one who said I could count it. I didn't even say anything. It's, I can see what the core might be like, judging me and every little thing but I, I didn't say Never anything. Never mind, don't count it. Just one. No, I'm counting it. Andy and Hank's real mom and pop. And when the seemingly perfect crime goes awry... The damage sends them hurtling toward a shattering climax. And they say hurtling, not hurling or whatever. Hurtling. It says hurtling. The word is hurtling. I know, but it says hurtling. No, I'm just kidding. I'm fucking with you. One. No, it's two. You said I could count it. You I didn't know said I could count it. Yeah, so it's not my fault. You said I could count Can it. Can we at it's least go two. back and replay? No, we cannot. You said I could count it. It's Don't fine. say I can count something if you didn't actually think you messed up. You only did it because you had a guilty conscience. No, I only did it because of your you reaction. Stumbled, but I always react. Your reaction. But I'm always reacting. Yeah, and you should shut the fuck up and just sit there stoically as I read my box. I don't do anything stoically. Live stoically. What's the score at? I'm still up like two or three. I don't think you know. I don't think that word means what you think it means. Um, you are still up by two. Seven to five, right? Mm-hmm. It's fine. I'll take it. Fine. If you want to get fucking petty and You're petty. the one who said I could count it. And when have you started listening to me? So this was purchased from a closing blockbuster video. Um on Blu-ray, but it's got a DVD case, which always pisses me off that uh <laughs> That uh, Blockbuster would do that. So I think we covered it when we drew it a couple weeks ago. I got the original uh, movie Poop Report out. Oh, yeah, we saw the Poop this Report. in theaters. One of the rare movies we, we saw did. We saw in at theaters. the Gainesville Hippodrome uh, with some people um, because it was the only thing it was pl- the only place it was playing. Uh-huh. And this was, I mean, this was 2007. One of Oof. the one of the first um, movies we saw together. No, it would have come out in the fall, but it was, I mean, one of the greatest years, one of the last great years of film, because you had No Country for Old Men, you had There Will Be Blood, 
and Michael Clayton. He had rain over me. Uh, and this kind of got like lost in that shuffle. It did. Um, being, you know, what many consider to be the last great movie. I think it's the last movie that Cindy Lumet did. I believe that's definitely correct. the 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 last great movie that he did, um, or the last regarded movie because. Spoiler alert, so I really, really liked this the first time we saw it. I did too. And... Uh, it I doesn't s- hold up. I still think it's fine. It's fine. It's not all those accolades that you just said. In my it's opinion... It's not any of those movies that I just said. Right, it's not any of those movies that you just said. And I too remember liking it a lot. And this is not necessarily... I guess this kind of is like a movie that I would like. I, I don't know what it is. Just was not into it this time. Like, at all. I don't think... And it might have been Ethan Hawke's face. Ethan Hawke didn't help. Yeah. I mean, he... because what is there to be mad at? Philip Seymour Hoffman is Philip Seymour Look, Hoffman. Look, when a movie starts... Let's just rip Look, the bandit off. When I know. A I was movie's... like, what? When a movie starts with Philip Seymour Hoffman... Pounding Marissa Tomei from behind. You know. It sets the stage. Get your popcorn ready. It's going to be a show. <laughs> uh, and then when the next following four or five scenes have Marissa Tomei still naked. Titties out. I'm still invested in the story we have going on here. Uh, and then Ethan Hawke's face enters the screen and it all goes to shit. <laughs> Look, um, I'm so glad you said that so quickly because I was like, man, am I going to have to argue the fact that I think Ethan Hawke is the runaway LVP of this movie? <laughs> he's just bad at it. So, be, I, think, I, like, think, I think he's one of the big reasons why I don't I like think, the movie. And I, I don't... It's not that I don't like Ethan Hawke. I like Ethan Hawke. I like Ethan Hawke. Great in Training Day. I don't like Ethan Hawke when he's playing like a neurotic... Um, like, docile, backstabbing, like, piece of shit, basically. Like, I think it was just, he was, like, because that's kind of this character. It's like a neurotic, like, he's got the ex-wife and the daughter, and he can't make the, you know, child support payments. He's, you know, fucking his brother's wife and all this stuff. Like, I, I don't know what it is. I just, I... It wasn't believable to me, all of the things that his character, like, was going through, like, that he tried to, to, um, portray, but I just, I just, I, I don't know, I couldn't, couldn't get it, get into it. verbatim note about his performance, because it directly ties it to someone else's direct note I have about what they were doing in this movie, is he somehow excruciatingly overacting in every scene. And he also has horrible facial expressions. Like, really terrible. Like, he's constipated the entire time. But he also, he's on, like, some sort of spectrum, but he's definitely not. He's, like, fucking a lemon. Like, I don't get it. So, that's a big part of why That's a big part of of it. Of why it hasn't stuck up. I think another reason why is I think it's a... Fine, pretty paint by numbers script, but the non-linear structure of the movie at the time in two thousand and seven. I mean, hey, you figure only thirteen years after Pulp Fiction, it was still kind of like the rage, right? It was yeah, still like, 
you her had meetings, what, like, Memento. Sure, you uh, had Pulp Fiction, like you said. Like, I mean, it, it still worked, right? And it still can work, and it, yeah, and it was the the um, diverging storyline, co- converging storyline. Yeah, but in this, to me, watching it the second time, it just is kind of unnecessary and kills some of the drama of the movie because. You're getting revelations and then going back and seeing how they played out. But they're all kind of telegraphed. You can all kind of figure out what they are. It's not as clever as it thinks that it is. And then they stylize it because they have oh yeah, texts showing you what character's perspective we're in and when it took place. But also, when it jumps to those things... It, like, it's got freeze this, frames like, and does, like, a PowerPoint kind of... It's not PowerPoint. Like, I would say it's, like, a, a, sh- a shutter shot flashback where sure. it's like they're capturing the the moment from a camera and splicing it with stills from the moment we're jumping to. And sure. that sounds confusing even me saying it, but like as it happens cuz also you're, it's at a moment of like a heightened uh a heightened scene or a heightened confrontation, mm-hmm. it's just a little it's just too much. Yeah. When the meat and potatoes of this movie is, look, we got two of your greatest living actors you have another former Oscar winner. You got Ethan Hawke. Uh, you know, we should be focusing on those people just, you know, chewing scenery and yeah. fucking being. It's it's also a little too, especially the early parts, mumbly. Like, I didn't... It's super mumbly. Philip Seymour Hoffman especially was a bit er, mumbly. Er, early on. Early on was early a on bit he mumbly. Was. And then Ethan Hawke was still doing it, and then yeah. he just continues to do it. Mm-hmm. Then you get Michael Shannon, who's like the king of mumble style. Um, mumble style, very random. So that, that stuff all just kind of gives it this malaise that kind of ruins the good stuff in the movie. Because there is good stuff in the movie. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying that there's not. There absolutely is. Yeah, there's still there's still very, very good performances. Um, there's... A lot of swerves. I, I was waiting for this. There's a lot of... Just give look, me the number. Just give me the number. I mean, you open with some swerves, man. You know, she, you didn't expect her to shoot that robber. And then he shot her. And then she shot him again. Boom, boom, boom. Three swerves right there. Back to back. There were... Um, I literally thought your first swerve was going to be... You didn't know you were going to see Philip Seymour Hoffman's butt right away. Well, no, that's not really a swerve, Chris. That That's not... Do you know... Do you understand? Shut the fuck up and tell me the number you were about to say. What a swerve is... 28. Okay, good. 28. Um, anyway. Uh, the... You know what the biggest swerve I thought was? It's probably my favorite one, number uh, 13. Swerve. Danielle, who's the daughter. Danielle's a cunt. That was my swerve. She called her dad a loser. I'm begging you from the bottom of my heart to stop this. Stop what? This reoccurring ruining of our podcast. I'm not ruining the podcast. I'm enhancing the podcast. You've enhanced nothing. I've enhanced the podcast. You've taken one... Maybe criticism or comment of mine, and you on a weekly basis ruin my enjoyment of doing this show. <laughs> this is what ruins by, the enjoyment of doing the show. By, Not just doing the by show. Maybe the swerve excruciatingly 
detailed, nonsensical notes. No, they're very sensical. They, they are, they there's are... nothing that we shouldn't even bring up the daughter. Why? She she's means, a cunt. She means nothing to the, any of this. Yeah, she's and actually, you know what she is? She's the MacGuffin of the movie, just like the Swerves are the MacGuffin of this podcast. This is going to cause me to quit doing this show. Okay. <laughs> is, is continuing every week to do this. So I'm asking you, I'm begging you. Look, to I've just done this for 20 movies. I can't quietly just Quietly do it. No. You can just keep doing it, just don't talk about it. Ever. Well, no, I can't. That's ridiculous. And then at the end of the year, be like, hey, this had the most swerves. Surprise. Because now everyone's getting the information. Just just stop. Just please just stop. Just stop. You've, you've beaten me. You've worn me down. You win, young fellow. You win. What do I win? You win. Then I'll it, was, it wasn't you a competition. Beat you beat me in something. You I beat, beat you me, in a lot of things. But you I'm win. About to I don't. Punch you in the I face. don't want to do it anymore. Okay. <laughs> it's tiresome. Please. Okay. I love you. Ah. Uh, Is that? Do you agree? Uh, no. Okay. Great. So I look forward to doing this again in increasing volume and in increasing sincerity every single week. Okay. So I will. I'll see you next. I'll see you next time. Um. Because we will continue to get off track as I talk about this. Um, and now I have to go back to my notes and talk about this mediocre movie. <laughs> okay. Try um, to spice things up here, buddy. No, oh, so spicy. Some people don't like spice. Uh, and I, in this case, am one of them. Did you have a mm. favorite scene or a favorite part of the movie? Oh, if the words swerve exits your mouth, you I turn the recording off. I turn the recording off and we get into an argument. We weren't already in an argument? No, I was being very, very, very even-keeled and uh-huh. and, uh-huh. and fine. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So I'm trying to have a conversation about a movie. Ah. Uh, is yeah. that what we're doing here? At, at for 440-some-odd mm. episodes, yeah. What was your favorite part of the movie? Uh, I like the robbery scene, the first robbery scene, because you're, in, you're at the beginning part of the movie where you're not entirely sure. Mm-hmm. What is going on? Yes. Um, and you don't have the layers upon layers of reveals to kind of mm-hmm. muddle and murky up the the waters. Um, once we kind of get to like the present and before going back again of the reveal. Uh, I love the scene in the car with Philip Seymour Hoffman and Marissa Tomei. I love that. That Cine- that is, I think, my favorite scene. Yeah, Cindy Lamet said like that might be the best like scene or best acting he's ever seen in a movie directed, and that man did Twelve Angry Men. <laughs> so just you know, just gonna point that out there. Uh, so that that's awesome. Um, and I like the I like like the end. Like I like like Andy's descent and like trying to make anything work. It all kind of is like abrupt and out of nowhere and the movie kind of builds up to this big ending and it just kind of happens and you're out of it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not the biggest fan of that, but that would be about it. Is there any that I didn't mention? Um, no, I think you touched on everything. Um, I think you touched on all of them. 
Now, I have plenty of scenes that I didn't like. Uh, every scene with Amy Ryan, not that it was her particularly, but any scene where I had to deal with fucking... Her and Ethan Hawke yeah, like together two, like this was bad. Yes, morose, I, I agree. divorce, drama. I agree. And there's like no headway. There's no... Like fluff or background to it. It's just here's two awful people who are rotten to each other, dealing with their everyday lives. It's just like if I just want to do that, I'll just fucking talk to you. Uh, <laughs> so that helped. I don't know why we had to go to like the rental car place twice or three times. Like all those rental car scenes. I'm it, pretty. I think it just played into and played up the paranoia. Of Ethan Hawke's character and, sure. the, and the anxiety, and you know the fact that like he was grilled by Philip Seymour Hoffman and said no, no, nobody saw me, nobody did this, I didn't leave anything, and like it just kept spiraling, so it just kept showing like him fuck up, and it was just escalating and escalating and escalating, and then you know the payoff was that like the brother of of the ex, the brother of the widow, you know, found him, and then that—that's they ended up, you know, being their detriment, their downfall ultimately. Yeah, I, I couldn't care less about any of that stuff. <laughs> um, I didn't care about. Uh, not that I didn't care about it, but in retrospect, in two thousand and twenty-three you know, almost 10 years after the fact that we lost, essentially, one of our greatest living actors. Mm -hmm. All the heroin stuff was hard to watch. It because was, yeah, very That's hard. how we basically lost him, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he had a relapse. Um, plus, all those, like, all that stuff is really long and drawn out, and you're seeing it in real time, and I don't know why, besides, I guess, we're just padding the runtime. So that stuff was all kind of funky to me. Um... And there's just a couple, there's just a couple scenes where one actor is just kind of off and it's weird. So like, I don't like the scene with, um, Philip Seymour Hoffman and Ethan Hawke at, uh, what's Mooney's? Is that the name of the, the place? The bar. The bar. Mm -hmm. Where like they're recapping everything and trying to like make sure that they're good. Yeah. Like they're both just like at the same level. And I, and it, it, the, the and everything the, around them is at the same level, so yeah. it's really hard to distinguish. Yeah, it's, it's just an yeah, odd I, choice. I, I totally see that. And then I didn't like the scene where uh, I like the car scene with Marissa Tomei and Phillips in her but I don't like the scene where she leaves, and he's you know he's just like he's. I mean, I'm I'm fine with him kind of being like in this catatonic point of no re return days. But Marissa Tomei in that scene is, like, actively bad. Like, she's, you know, doing all these revelations, and she's really almost, like, theater hamming it up uh, acting-wise. Mm. And I'm just like, this is, like, to me, supposed to be an emotional crux of the movie. And the way that she's portraying it, I'm reading Philip Seymour Hoffman's reaction is just, like, boredom and all rightness. You know, it's... Yeah. So th those things kind of took me out of it. Um, any others that we didn't tackle that, uh, you would, you would say? Um, 
Yeah, I agree. I think, like, I also didn't like, I don't know, I didn't like some of the, the Albert, um, Finney. Albert Finney. I had um, one with, other one I forgot the, to mention. With you. the police going to the police station over and over again and like I was on the phone. I was more fine with it because it's character work. Like it shows how much he loved his wife and how much he wants to get to the bottom of it. Sure. Was it redundant and was there a couple too many of those moments? I, I, I would agree. Um the scene I was gonna talk about was the scene, basically how he gets the truth revealed is when he goes to see that, like... The fencer, who we didn't even... That was the other problem. Like, we didn't even really get introductions to anything. This is another thing where we were, like, dropped in the middle of this world. I mean, I'm fine We being... didn't. We didn't find out. Like, I didn't know that he was a payroll executive at a real estate company until, like, oh, almost yeah. the end of the movie. <laughs> so I read the back of the box, I was going to say. Yeah. Everyone had the most ambiguous jobs in life. Yeah. Besides the parents, because we saw they owned a jewelry right. store. But this guy, like, I knew he obviously had something with, like, there was petty cash there. Yeah. You know, but I didn't know half of that. I yeah. didn't know he was embezzling, like, at yeah. the end of the day. You know, like, which I get. But then I don't get at the same time. Like it would have been nice to have had some of that backstory to kind of see how how this was just like the next step in in like Andy's life of crime or you know the yeah. desperation and it it could have helped spell it out a little bit more. Yeah, um, the, but the scene where they go to meet like this, you know, this figure from their past who's basically mm-hmm. you know has crime connections or whatnot go and get his son's card from him as a revelation that he was the one that was kind of behind it all. Yeah. It's just kind of like, what? I also, the, um, the robber who Ethan Hawke hires mm-hmm. to perpetrate everything. Once we get, you know, his wife and, and her brother involved, that's the Michael Shannon character. Um, it's just added stuff. Added stuff. Without, like, for not really any real reason. I mean, it's it's to it's to increase the the walls are closing in on these guys from their from their scheme and their actions. Sure, but just the way it was laid out that Michael Shannon is basically just holding them up for more money, and it all just kind of ends with them kind of getting shot and and things just trickling outward. And it's all kind of like left indifferent to it all. Yeah. Um, so it didn't it didn't do much of anything for me. Uh, really, I'm just like the whole time. I'm just like, yeah, okay, great. It's been like five or ten minutes. Can we see Marissa Tomei naked again? Like, <laughs> she was on a run in this time period because you figure this came oh, yeah. out the year a couple years before the wrestler. So yeah, so she just like hit an age where she's like, look, shit's going to go off the walls very soon. <laughs> you know, my biological clock is ticking. Let's, let's do it. Uh, my favorite uh, behind the scenes story, I don't know if you uh, I did. read this in your research, I'll share it with the audience, was um, Cindy Lamette was pretty sure that uh, the, the opening sex scene was going to be a problem for Philip Seymour Hoffman because it's something he you know, never really done. I think the quote is, uh, I don't think Philip has ever conceived of himself in the nude fucking on screen. It's yeah, not yeah. something that comes his way. So when we started blocking, 
Marissa hopped on the bed, got on her hands and knees, slapped her ass, and said, Come on, Philly, let's go. <laughs> and I'm like, that's the best. Uh, they were both Philip Seymour Hoffman and Marissa Tomei and... Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke and Philip Seymour Hoffman were longtime friends. Um, this was another weird story. There's a lot of, like, interesting stories yeah. behind the scenes. So, uh, in the DVD commentary, Cindy Lament says that uh, Ethan Hawke made all the men in the crew strip naked when they were filming his scene with uh, Marissa Tomei. When they were, when she was naked, he insists on being naked, and he had everyone else naked. If I'm, like, like the key grip in that movie, <laughs> or, like, the boom mic guy, I'm just like, no? <laughs> like, I get it, but, like, she's getting paid much more than I am <laughs> to do this, and has probably done it before. I'm good. Like, no. You're an <laughs> asshole, Chris. What? That's, this is the way, I, this is going to come out. It's going to sound wrong. But that's her job. She signed up for that role. Why does everyone else, why would you make a poor crew member on that set do that? They're not poor. They get to stand there and look at Marissa Tomei's tits all day. With their dick hanging out. Who knows what everyone else's dick looks like? And I don't want to be in a. I barely want to be in a room with my own dick, let alone. Dude, nobody wants to be in a room with your dick. Okay. <laughs> hey, what's that supposed what? to be? I don't know. Um, it's just weird, you know. I just I I feel for all those all those guys. But they didn't. They couldn't quit. No, then they've lost their job and they're All missing right. out on even more money. It's okay. just, you know... I'm not, their decision. Not for it. Uh, You're not cut out for, for Hollywood there, buddy. I am, as long as Ethan Hawke's not on the set and he's in a scene with a naked woman. Then I'm fine. Uh, also to point out at this point that uh, this movie has the distinction of having the two live-action... Uh, two of the three live-action Aunt Mays in the movie... Because yes. the uh, the Mrs. Hanson, the mom in this movie, is uh, original Rosemary Harris, the Tobey Maguire Aunt May, original and of course Aunt Marissa Tomei is the uh, Tom Holland uh, Marissa, uh, Aunt May. She's missing Sally Field and her traps in this she movie. She didn't really have traps in uh, the Spider-Man movies. Well, no, she's they Aunt May. They were hidden. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she wasn't wearing like colonial uh, Victorian garb like uh, Mary Todd Lincoln. Um. So I want I, this is a weird segue, but pa- like parents owning businesses. Your mom has owned her own business for how since, long? Uh, since my grandfather died. Right, so fifteen since I was plus years. Yeah. When I was nineteen. Yeah. You ever stolen from her? <laughs> no. My mom. So my mom sells flags. Yeah, and pennants. And pennants. It's not exactly. There's not exactly like a. a fencer I could go to yeah. to resell that merchandise. And also she does a lot of drop shipping, which is the way to go when you don't have an office because you just order from the manufacturer and have it directly shipped to the consumer. Yeah. So you don't have to have a storage storage space or anything like that. She doesn't need um, storage space? Not for like uh-huh. the business. Oh, stuff. yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> she sure does have storage space because I sure have fucking helped enough with that shit. Well... You know, it'd be a lot worse if she actually had to keep all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I would say no. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Yes, I would. 
Okay. If it was any worse, uh, things I'm saying no to. Helping your mom with additional storage from what she has. Being naked on a movie set if Ethan Hawk is around. Uh, you continuing to do swerves on this podcast at the level at which you are doing them at. All things, no. Uh-huh. Foot down. Okay. Uh, do you have anything else for you in the MVP and OVP? I don't. Well, let's get into it. Uh, if this is a shorter episode, I'd be fine with that because there's not much else to discuss here without getting like really into the weeds. In not the movie. really. I think. Um, I think like you kind of covered it. It's like it's a mediocre movie, so there's not really a lot that I want to talk. It's better about. than mediocre because of the like the talent at hand. Like you have again, Sidney Lumet, who is directing his ass off. The movie is very well directed. Looks great. Yeah. Besides, like, some of the, the, the editing choices and the style stuff. Um, and the fact that the script, I think, is a little melodramatic. But you have Sidney Lumet directing his butt off. You have some of our, our greatest, at the time, living actors. It's, it's a really, it's a, it's a good movie. It's not a rewatchable movie. There's, the fact that I had this for... 15 plus years and haven't watched it until now yeah. from the first time I saw it, you know, I'll never watch this again. Probably, yeah. you know, I, I I've seen it twice. It's I, good. I agree. It, it's a good movie, but yeah, does it really have that rewatchability? And it, I think it uh, diminishes, it has diminishing returns when you rewatch it. I would agree. I'm actually do want to get that, uh, that initial poop report out. Um, I want to start doing this. Uh, when we have movies that are on this list, I want to see what I ranked them at the time and see what I said they were better or worse than to see if that's changed over time. Because, of course, you know, these were always knee-jerk at the time opinions. And once you watch things multiple times, you know, c- context changes things. Let's see, in 2007, uh, I saw this I at, at the Hippodrome with you and Rich and Keith. I ranked this 13th of... 41 movies I saw in 2007 because, God damn it, I was making the most out of not having to pay. Uh, I had this ranked in between Hairspray and Zodiac, which I would put both those movies over before the devil knows you're dead. Uh, Other movies I have it above that would probably change. Uh, Actually, I think it's probably all right. (laughs) Stuff above it. Uh, Gone Baby Gone, Super Bad, uh, Grindhouse. I'd say it's maybe on par with Grindhouse is a good in theater first time experience. But as we tackled when we did it, yeah, you know, uh, Juno that would probably move down. Hot Fuzz, King of Kong, uh, Letters from Iwo Jima. Good lord! Oh, I also forgot. So this is I always would do this list based off of the year I saw the movie. So like There Will Be Blood is not on this list. It's on the two thousand and eight list because I saw it in that year. I wouldn't do it based off of release date. Um, I don't really see anything, maybe, I have the Simpsons movie underneath that I like the Simpsons movie, but I, I don't know how that's aged. Children of Men is, I think, overrated, but I think it's probably still a better movie than Before the Devil Knows You're Dead. Uh, Black Snake Moan, everything else, yeah, I think it's kind of appropriately ranked. So, fucking A. Uh, I well, think, you just put your foot in your mouth. Well, I mean, it's not always... You know, what I thought 
you know, I, I'm not always changed, but this will be a nice little interesting project for any movie that came out basically from 2004 to 2009. That, have, you only did it for five years? Uh, Why'd you stop? Because I stopped working at the theater and I saw less stuff. I have 2010. Oh. It's a small list. Um, but yeah, it kind of oh. stopped, stopped there. You should, re- you should bring it back. I'm good. I don't Why? see anything. I would have... I would yeah, I know. have a great average. Yeah. Consistently win. And my mother and Jillian would not. Because I inevitably will go take Jillian to go see Clifford the Big Red Dog by ourselves. And my mom, I just would naturally not like things as much. Because she's in the building. <laughs> uh, I think we already kind of figured out LVP. I would vote Ethan Hawke. I would say... I would... I. I want to give it to the wife, the ex-wife. Amy Ryan? Yeah. I didn't <sighs> like her. I didn't, I don't like the character, not necessarily the performance. What else is she supposed to do with such a one-dimensional, annoying ex-wife character? That's, I that's, guess you're right. You know, Ethan Hawke was throughout the entire movie, and when there was a scene where it was just him and a rental agreement guy, or <laughs> him and, you know, a, a, a bar... Or something, I was like, oh, can we get to anybody else? Because I, I think he was trying way too hard. There's the first scene where you see him and Philip Seymour Hoffman in Philip Seymour Hoffman's office, and he's kind of like pitching him on what they're going to do. Mm. And you can just tell that like Philip Seymour Hoffman is throwing fucking fastballs, and Ethan Hawke is just like on strike nine. He's just yeah. like, I gotta, I, I gotta, you know, keep up, and he's just not doing he's it. He's not able to. He's do just it. outclassed. To me, in every single moment. Yeah. So that would be my LVP. The only one I had was Marissa Tomei because of that one scene at the end. But I don't I, think. I, no, I have to give her credit. The ball she has to do the first half of this movie is, you know, she gets a pass on me. Uh, and also, it's I Michael Sh- Michael Shannon. He's always weird. Um, you know, he just he creeps me out. I see him in a movie. I'm like, ew, no. Yeah, I I didn't like the like heroin dealer. I don't think they did enough. I don't think he had a line until like yeah, he got like, shot. Like basically. a few of them. No, he was. You know what he reminded me of? I felt like that guy personally knew Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> this heroin dealer has everything: a kimono, a skyrise apartment, Philip Seymour Hoffman in his bed. Uh, yeah, so Ethan Hawke will be the LVP of Before the Devil Knows You're Dead. I was making sure we haven't tackled him at any point, and I'm not seeing But him. you know what? I will give Ethan Hawke an MVP for being great at producing Offspring. Yeah, there you go. Maya Hawke is phenomenal. Top choice. MVP. I think it's a two-horse race. I'm interested to see who you prefer. I could be swayed either way. I mean, I think it's, it's Philip Seymour Hoffman. I, I think it is as well. Albert Finney makes a really good case because he is devastating, particularly in the oh. the early moments oh. after it his was, wife lose died. Oh my gosh! As it progresses, when he pulled up, when he pulled up to the store, yeah, those cops are there, and his freak out. Oh. When also just kind of his Jeez. energy and his warmth before that moment, and the juxtaposition of it, he's great. Fantastic. Philip Seymour Hoffman is somehow effortlessly underacting throughout the entire first hour of this movie. And then the last half, you would think it's overacting, but because 
he's basically banned this it's a spiral. Int- this it's internal a spiral. spiraling yes. ball of fuck. Absolutely. It, it makes just explodes sense. into It's yeah. like it, it it's the little burst. It's like yep. the breakdown in the car, then he's stoic, then it's this, then he's stoic, right? Yep. Then he's shooting everybody, then it's like the stoic. Like I think that it it is really well portrayed and done. Um, um, 100%. I'm good with either one. I, to be quite it, honest. My pitch was gonna be Philip Seymour Hoffman, so um, we're going to go with him. It's shockingly his first MVP, 440-some episodes in. Have we done a I don't think we've done a lot. Movies? If we've done, I know we did, he was in Set of a Woman. Uh, I, is that honestly the only other Philip Seymour Hoffman movie we've done? I feel like done? it absolutely could be. Let me, hold on, I'm pulling it really up. I don't think we've really done a lot of his movies. Yeah, I'm pulling up his filmography right now just to see what we have not done. Um, Son of a Woman I mentioned. Uh, we haven't done Hunger Games yet. Nope. Uh, we do own the movie My Boyfriend's Back, so he's in that. Twister, Boogie Nights, Big Lebowski. We did uh, Boogie Nights. Not yet. Not for the podcast. I thought we did for the podcast. Nope. Um, pretty much any uh, PTA movies, Paul Thomas Anderson movies, we have not done of his. Uh, Talented Mr. Ripley, Red Dragon, uh... Capote, you know, one of my personal favorites. Um, yeah, yeah, this is literally the first. So he's batting one for one. Oh, he was in the Ides of March, which we've done. Oh, yeah, I totally forgot about that movie. Uh-huh. Moneyball we didn't do yet. The nope. Master we didn't do. Nope, yeah, so that's... Invention that's, of Lying. We're just naming every movie of his. I was trying to at least name the ones I know we own. I know we own those movies. We do not own the Invention of Lying. I don't know what oh. the fuck that movie is. Charlie Wilson's War. You're just saying The Savages. Things. I know we own The Savages. And it's just called Savages. Oh, this is The Savages. Is that a different movie? Oh, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah. The sa- sa- Just Savages is the one with Blake Lively you wanted to see until the reviews came out. Well, no, I still want to see it, though. Nice. We own it. No, we own The Savages. I'm not... Who's on firsting <laughs> The Savages with you? Wait a second. I'm pretty sure we own Savages. We own The Savages. I'm pretty sure we own... Both of them. I'm pretty sure we don't. You can go check the I'm list. Checking it right now. Check the list, goof. And then when you're wrong, keep it up because we're gonna have to pick a random movie here any second. Okay, hang on. Here I am. Oh, for fuck's sake. We own savages. I think it's the savages is what we own. So you need. No, to it's them. not. It's just savages because I kept the thes in front of everything. I just alphabetize them differently. We will go upstairs and yeah. we'll figure this out. Guess what? Swerve. We own Savages only. That was appropriate. Oh my god, no, the top is not on that yeah, water. I know. That's your last free chance. The next time you say anything about Swerves on this podcast, mm-hmm. after this episode, uh-huh. so starting next week, mm-hmm. it, it comes out your mouth, I'm going to throw water on you. I promise. Cool. And when I do the same thing to you, you can't get mad. That's it. Oh, shit. Chris! Did I get you? Good. It's a warning. A warning squirt. I'm Barry Wyndham. warning squirt you in no a second. No comment. Fucking Anything else before the devil bad. knows you're dead? But you better hope the devil doesn't know you're dead. <laughs> That's all I'm going to tell you. Also, bad title. No, it's not. I don't like the title. It's because of the quote. I don't like it. Don't, not a fan of May it. you be in heaven half an hour before the devil knows you're dead. 
Don't like it. Why not? It's not I don't know. It just doesn't. It's it's this movie gets this movie likes the smell of its own fart. And granted, sometimes you, it's fine to be impressed with what you, you produced. Jillian doesn't mind her, the smell of her farts. But in this case, nah. It's 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 a bit of a squeaker fart. Let's score it. Uh, I can't believe that you don't like that. Don't like what? The quote? Yeah. I mean, the quote is fine, but for the title of this movie, explain explain why this is a good title for this movie. It just means, like, it's because, you know, like, people say, like, you're a bad person, you're going to go to hell. Mm-hmm. It, it's, like, outrunning it. That's what it means. Cool. I, I get of. the meaning behind it. Well, you just doesn't, asked me what it means. Doesn't mean, doesn't mean that I like it as the title of this movie. Okay. That's what I'm just sharing. Maybe if I had a better title... More people would have thought it. What, what would you? What would you have called it? I don't know. Ethan Hawke's lemon sucking face, like. Philip Seymour Hoffman butt fucks Marissa Tomei <laughs> within the first I'll, five minutes. Two adults, one child, please. <laughs> uh, score time. I don't remember who uh, who pulled up the. I think I pulled up the the generator last time. No, you pulled generator last time. I did. So, I don't know what that means. You score it first. I score it first, sure. Um, kind of in the middle here on this one. I'm going to lean more on the side of it being above average. I'm going to give it a six. Okay, I'm giving it a five. Okay, so five and a half. God damn. So can I just say, so this is the third five and a half we've had this year, and it's been the three longest fucking titles, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, Born on the Fourth of July, and now Before the Devil Knows You're Dead. It's June, and this line on my sheet is almost (laughs) full. So we can't can't disagree that much anymore. I changed my answer to a five and a half just to say, because I was going to give it a five and a half. No, you can't change once right. you say it. We'll give it a, we'll Just give it a, do abbreviations. No, Before no. the devil knows. No, because I don't want head. you, I'll know December 28th, to be like, what's this movie? No, I'm keeping track too. Uh, so why don't I give you these lists then? No, because it's easy. Oh, fuck you. So am I pulling the random number generator up? Yeah. Uh, tell me what number I need to go to. Also, did you re-alphabetize everything? Have we added a bunch of stuff? This past weekend? Hmm? No, you? I didn't. Did you? You should. I didn't have a chance to work on it. I'll work on it now. Yeah, good. So you don't fall asleep. Why edit? What's the uh, what's the number? I'm still absolutely gonna fall asleep. 1967. 1967. Summer. Or I guess blow. it would be 1966. Ah, well I'll do whatever. Because the one row is like. Four twenty nine. Oh boy. Okay, four twenty nine. Alright, what are we hoping for here? Uh, something... Oh, and so if we've already done it, then I've got to just go to the next available, right? Oh, no, I think I do another... What was the movie? Uh, Creed 2. Why? No, do the unwatched list, you dummy. Don't do the master list. Didn't we say we were going to just do the... No, you're going to fix it to just do that list, but for now, do the unwatched. So go to 429 on the unwatched. Okay, 429 on the unwatched. 
Gotta make my screen brighter here. Can't see anything. This is pathetic. Oh, man. What? We're not gonna be able to do this shit. Why? Fast and the Furious, Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, no! Fast and the Furious movie! Oh, my God! Oh, it happened. Can we go back to Creed 2? <laughs> no, I mean, it's the fucking rules. But we don't even own them all! Yes, we do. We own, I own them all now. We own Fast and Furious, Fast and Furious 6. Yeah, the problem is it's alphabetical. Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw, The Fast and the Furious, The Fast and the Furious Tokyo oh Drift, God, Fast Five, The Fate of the Furious, which is... Different. What if, what if Fatal I just, Attraction is in between. What if I just rerun all the franchise surprise F9 episodes? is up here. Yeah. We have ten movies to watch. Why are there ten? Isn't there... Di, didn't Fast X just come out in the theater? Yeah, that's the 11th movie, technically. That is dumb. Because of Hobbs and Shaw. That is dumb as fuck. Alright. I... I would call Rich right now, but the Heat are currently losing game one of the NBA call Finals. Call him and distract him. Call him and distract him. By like 20 call, points. Yeah, call him and distract him. It'll be good. I bet he'll be happy. Come on, call him. Call him. Call him up. Put the phone over here so he can get picked up. So everyone can hear the pain in his voice. We picked up again. Turn up your volume. Why is it's your volume funny. so low? Because. How do you hear people? It's because your mother talks so loud when you speak Shut to her on the phone? How many people do you speak to he's on the not, phone? He's not going to answer. He's going to answer. Yes, sir. Of course he would answer. See? Hi, sir. How are you? Hello, sir. Do you know, like, I, when when you're calling? I know. Yeah, we know, but, but we have something very important to tell you. I will keep this short and sweet. I know this is a trying time for you, as I just detailed on the podcast, because you're live on the podcast right now. Say hi to the fans. Sorry, I was putting on speaker. <laughs> uh, we just finished talking about the movie before the devil knows you're dead, uh, which was our random, uh-huh. which was our random movie, and we had to draw our next random movie. And the random number generator had us pull up number four twenty nine on our unwatched list, which is Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. It's happening, Rich. Which means we have to do all of the Fast and Furious movies. It's happening. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> we, we wanted to bring you some joy. No, I said, well, let's not call Rich right now. It's Sam and still, You still did it. This is good news. This is a good thing. Good. This is a positive thing in your life. So, yeah. So, can I just rerun all the franchise surprises so I don't have to fucking watch this? <laughs> no, you have to have me, Nick Lathan... And Peyton Lynch on every episode. Oh. oh my gosh. Rich, it's currently taking me two and a half months to get Madison Kirby on the show for an hour and a half. I'm not coordinating all of you fucks. Oh, please. We're professionals. That's true. That's a fair point. We'll be able to knock this all out before you can legitimately schedule Maddie and Rob. That's probably true. Oh, God. That's so many movies to watch. Oh, okay. I will let you go back. Can and we w- watch them with Jillian? I wouldn't. No. Yeah, no. No, I won't do that to that child. Oh, that's so much Vin Diesel. In a few years. In a few years. 
And then the, here's the problem also, is that we're going to get to the point where, like, we're going to get to the end and be like, well, fuck, now i got to know what else happens. So we're going to have to go see the other stupid-ass movie. You could see it tomorrow. I'm not going to see it first. <laughs> <laughs> I already bought tickets for the other thing. All right, we're keeping him from his misery, so. But it's distraction. It's a good thing. Yeah, no, Sam is right. Thank you. You're yeah. welcome. So what's the score? You think I'm going to be in the fucking group chat right now talking about this? No, I, 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 I'm being a good podcaster and not looking at my phone. But oh, did, you're such a liar. But I did see 20, <laughs> I did see 24 notifications. And I was like, well, that's either very good or very bad. And then I looked at the score and I saw you guys around like 20. So I'll just say this. I'll just say this. We've known Tony for a long time. He's become a little shit starter. <laughs> <laughs> what have you become? You, he's always been like yeah. that before. Tony, Tony, Tony knows what he's doing. Come on. I know, but he's never, he's never instigated me directly. I'm feeling targeted. Yeah, but this because is... you've never had a good team before, Rich. They, they had LeBron. Shut the fuck no, up. I've had a lot of good teams. That's probably why I'm, that's probably why he's targeting us. No, you know what happened? He probably logged into his Facebook for the first time this year and saw it was on the day that, uh, the uh, on this day notification came up for AC Milan <laughs> beating Liverpool, which was just a couple days ago. So the wound is raw. That that's what it is. Okay, that's all. Uh, I I am going to let you go because I did say we were going to try to keep this episode short, and now we are approaching fifty five minutes. So well, we can round this out to an hour. I got it in me. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> no, nope, I... here ready to rock and roll. Hi guys. Hi. How Hello. are you? How is he doing? Oh, we're Expected. Yeah. It legitimately was. Yeah. yeah. The Nuggets are really good. Yeah, they, they should win this title. They were the best team in the league. Uh and Stop being an asshole. They were the fucking best. Yeah, hands down. Yeah. It's a it, it's been a fun ride for us. But yeah, they're the best team. Yeah. Oh boy, I heard his voice crack at the end of this. Oh no, what are you doing? <laughs> oh my god, you're killing him. Are you okay? <laughs> Do the Heimlich, Charlie. Quit. I'm getting weak. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a light. It's just a light. I know. Oh, Rich, please. Yeah, it's a light in the lamp. Rich, if you die right now, you're going to be a ghost. You have so much unfinished fucking business. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you ain't going anywhere. He's so tall. <laughs> <laughs> That's the story that I, I want to hear Charlie's commentary on basketball. I'm just like, he's so tall. Yeah, but everyone. Charlie, Charlie will get super zooted and just fucking vibe on basketball with me. It's, it's the best. Crazy. <laughs> she was actually talking about Jeff Van Gundy sitting down. <laughs> <laughs> um. Alrighty. Well, we we don't want to keep you. We just wanted to share. Yes. The news that that Fast and Furious will be coming to the Mullet household. Oh, I have to redo my whole schedule. That's going to be at least three episodes. Is going to be like. Four months of our lives trying to watch these movies. Oh, so All I'm going to say is don't hesitate to reach out if you have questions. And you're going to. Oh, yes. You should have questions. <laughs> I, I promise you, I will not have more than like ten questions. <laughs> A movie. There's, there's no A way. Movie. No. No. There's no way. It's, this is going to rope me in oh, and get man. me. There's no oh, way. Oh, man. Oh, I'm excited for you. I'm, a, I'm apologizing in advance. so long. I'm apologizing in advance, Chris. There are going to be so many swerves. I'm not going to be able to not mention it on the All show. All right, Rich, I got to go because we're going to get a legitimate argument. Like, no, but I'm serious because they're cars. They're going to swerve. A thousand percent correct. Like, I'm sorry. You can't, you can't tell me I can't do the swerve bit 
when we're doing the Fast and Furious movies. That's like me telling you you can't do Beetlejuice when we do Beetlejuice. I forgot to mention. Literally one has a synonym of swerve in the title. Yeah. I forgot to mention we started watching Muppet Mayhem today at the beginning part of the show when we're talking about and I didn't do my doctor teeth. That's why I'm in a bad mood. Now we have Fast and the Furious. (sighs) What's the point? You think you're a Heat fan with how you're reacting. Yeah. I'm a good friend. I I put you're myself a, I put myself in this place no to join don't. him in in our Chris. In you ripped up your your Cleveland jersey when when LeBron went to Miami. Yeah, you kind of lost that. You, when you did that. Yeah, you lost your goddamn mind when that happened at the decision. You didn't talk to Augie, Rich, or I for like a week. That's not true. When did you guys let this become like a fucking blow bang? Yeah, and I'm the fucking from Miami. I don't know what you're talking about. You you hey, took it out on I us. Feel great. Thanks for the call. <laughs> Bye. I hope Nick. I hope Joker breaks Wilt Chamberlain's single game scoring record in this series. <laughs> Oh, that'd be fun. That'd be great to see. <laughs> I hope Pat Riley dies. <laughs> Chris, that's terrible. Don't say that. Hey, he's a hang spring chicken. That's terrible. <laughs> right. That's our good friend Allie's, like, family friend. He didn't show up to the wedding. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> he didn't show up. You almost at the same wedding with that man. I know, God. And he didn't fucking show the pussy-ass coward. He heard you were yeah, going to be there. he was afraid of Chris Muller. He did. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Goodbye. I love you both. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. That'll do it for this week's episode of Married Movies. We encourage you, as always, go to arcadeo.net <laughs> for this podcast and the others in our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you go to patreon.com slash arcadeo for bonus content. Facebook.com slash marriedmovies at marriedwmovies on Twitter, marriedmovies at gmail.com. Love us, don't you think of the show? For me, at your host, Mult30 on Instagram. For you, at Jam with your sw- I was going to say, at Jam with your swerve, but it's at Jam with your Sam. I hate you. Arcadeo.net slash podbloggle for my retro wrestling diary. Uh, I watched the next show, but I've not typed it. So it'll probably be on next week. That is the first WCW show of 1998 sold out. I can't believe I've literally I have the schedule done through like when did I have it done through? I had it done through the middle of August. Well, now it's this gonna is, go to December. This is supposed to be one episode in June. I have to redo all this. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it is gonna catch us up though on how many movies we watched this year. Absolutely. Oh, it's gonna be so much fucking work. Oh, I mean, Grant. Thankfully, it happened over the summer. So, like, there's nothing on TV for us yeah, to watch. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We just, you know, not... I'm not looking forward to this. Well, too bad, so sad. Gotta do it. Man up. I should have... Just, I'm morbidly curious. Can you pull up the list, go to the master list again, and tell me what the next choice would have been in between Creed 2? Oh, like, if I did... Okay. If, we'd done, if we'd done what you thought we needed to do, which was go down one... Uh, Crocodile Hunter Collision Course. Oh, you come make, on! You make terrible decisions. Come on! You make terrible decisions. In Four mullets! This is mullet. Sunday after this episode of Married Movies. What did you just say? Slash the movies. You had a case of the mumbles <laughs> there. Turn into Don Vito from Viva La Bam. What are you doing? No, you, you were dead. lips. You were lips from, uh, that's it. 
That's it. That's who you are. I can't believe I didn't from, do Dr. Teeth on this show. <laughs> from the Electric Mayhem. I was too busy getting You're mad about lit. Swerves and You're Mark lit. Sinclair. His name's not Vin Diesel. It's Mark Sinclair. This is what I fucking get to. Oh, I'm so mad. Right, this is what I get today. I shared two Fast and the Furious news articles with Nick Lathan and Rich Camelucci today. The first one they put voodoo was, on it. was the Yahoo article about... How Vin Diesel was not happy about Jason Momoa's performance in Fast X because it's the only thing people like in the movie, and he's such a fucking mark for himself. And the second thing was what I was looking at right before we started recording, which was The Rock announcing that they're doing another Hobbs and Shaw movie, which means when we do this, we're gonna have to do another movie because I'm sure we're gonna have to do that too. But it's not gonna be Shaw; it's just gonna be Fast and Furious, but it's Hobbs, not even a Calvin. I'm sweating. This is karma. I hate this. This is karma. Because you try to stop my swerve bit, which brings me so much joy. So what happens? Literally now, a movie... About cars. That has physical swerves, <laughs> increasing squir squerves from <laughs> stories. I'm never going to be able to talk properly ever again. I had a stroke five minutes ago. It has probably a character named Swerve. Shane Strickland, the wrestler, is going to be in this movie. Swerve. Vince Russo's in the movie. Now it's Gremlins 2. <laughs> I'm going to eat my notebook and shit out a novel. Ow. Good. Good. If you die of a heart attack and laughter right now, the podcast is over and I don't have to do this. So how can I continue to make you laugh? Should we talk about our across-the-street neighbor, Jerry Glonick? Stop the podcast. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.